The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Don't even think about the physical. I was like, you know what you should be attracted to? It's how somebody makes you feel and how they treat you. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. On today's episode, my dearest co-host is unfortunately unwell with a throat infection. Not from giving blowjobs, just a throat infection because she lives in Ireland. But here I have with me as a guest to take Laura's place for this episode, Christiana Maction, the Dubai matchmaker. We had her on season two uh, to talk about her job, which is Dubai matchmaking. We'll come into that in a second. So here she is returning for season three. How are you? Hi, Fee. Thank you so much for having me. As you know, we always have the best of chats and the best of giggles. So I'm super excited for today. Amazing. So I think just for those who didn't listen to season two, can you just give us a bit of an explanation about what it is you do? Because you're, you've since I think since we last had you on the podcast you've had some exciting things you've changed up a little bit about what you do so could you just give us a brief summary about what it is you do in Dubai yeah so as you said my name is Christiana Maxim better known as the Dubai matchmaker and I am now leading the Middle East division of Millionaires Club and for any of you who know the show Millionaire Matchmaker with Patty Stanger she is now my partner here in the Middle East along with Sync Matchmaking so not only do we offer uh, Dubai only matchmaking but we also offer global matchmaking and this is gosh we have the largest matchmaking database in the entire world with over 40,000 plus elite VIP singles plus I mean gosh 30 plus years of matchmaking experience over like hundreds of married couples thousands of happy people so yeah here we are to help save and rewrite Dubai dating so I want to ask because I think that obviously what you do is very different from like a dating app like obviously with dating apps you just put your profile up and you're the one essentially doing the like swiping and choosing and you don't have a lot to go on why like what is it about matchmaking that is so much more effective like what is what is it that you do that is just I guess like makes it more successful than a standard dating app Now, dating apps, I know like there is definitely a place for dating apps in this world. But if I'm honest, there's a lot of dating app fatigue. And with that, like in order for the dating apps to work and be successful, it's like having another job. All of that investment, effort, time Mm -hmm. that you put into it on top of everything else that you do in your life. I think what clients really appreciate about our service is that you basically outsource the dating process and love to us. Much like you want to get fit, you outsource to a PT, you want someone to organize your diary, you hire a PA. Well, here you hire a matchmaker because not only do we have this amazing database for you to choose from, but we actually walk you through the entire dating process. So we eliminate all of like the complexities, the complications, the miscommunications, where you actually are getting on dates with people who are vetted and 
qualified and meet the expectations that you that you have for yourself but also they are also aligned with what you're looking for in the future so that's we basically take out all of that time and effort and we make it happen for you um sorry if you can hear my washing machine in the background um what I wanted to know like so do you think that like with matchmaking because I don't think we've ever spoken about this do you think because obviously like what we have spoken about and what we spoke about when me and you chatted on your podcast and we've also spoken about it on this podcast is there can be a little bit of a stigma or like negativity towards dating apps whereas matchmaking yeah. do you think that people similar I guess to someone feeling like embarrassed or feeling desperate to go Mm. on a dating app do you think that the same thing applies to matchmaking it's like oh my god like I've got to the point where like I can't find anyone I don't know what to do like I'm I'm too embarrassed to like ask for help do you think that has like do people come to you with these I'm gonna say troubles but yeah Yeah. no definitely I think that um what has happened before and this is some feedback that I get from clients is like they might feel like embarrassed in the beginning to hire a matchmaker but if I'm very honest and the feedback that I get from members so like the people that are going on the dates they're actually more inclined to go on a date set up by a matchmaker than they are from a dating app Mm. because they know the process that this person has gone through in order to hire a matchmaker they know how serious they are about investing in an actual relationship with somebody and And also, like we said, like there's a vetting process that goes with it. So you know that it's not going to be a crap date or a date that might not lead to like anywhere. Yeah. And I think also sometimes the kind of like stigma around it, very similar to like how we've spoken about how you feel you can feel a little embarrassed to be like, oh, we met on Tinder or we met on Hinge. Like, do you think that actually like it's not really like going and finding the matchmaker or doing downloading the app it's actually like telling people oh we met like not like running through the park and we like bumped into each other (laughs) like we actually had to make an effort to try and find someone do you think that that's like that's got something to do with it Well, I think that, like I mentioned before, the way that people are just outsourcing their entire lives Mm. now. And when I think about the ideal client that comes to us, our ideal client is somebody who has been focused on their career or and like maybe they have like their ducks in a row where, okay, I have a fantastic career, a fantastic salary. Um, Now I've bought this fantastic house. Now I have my third duck ready. Now I need to find a partner. So I feel like the clients that come to us come from that that standpoint and Mm. where they don't really have that fear or anxiety about hiring a matchmaker I probably only worked with one or two people that were like I can't believe that I'm doing this but if I'm honest with you because I get to choose my clients I usually don't choose those people because in order for the matchmaking process to work you have to trust your matchmaker trust the process and really like give into it what's the like what what do you think is like the hardest when you're looking because obviously you've got just to explain you've got your the people that come to you that your clients and then you've got a database of people Mm -hmm. and you said to me recently that now you're only matchmaking men Uh, yes talk let's talk about that because I think that's that is I find that really really interesting like what like Mm -hmm. especially with men I'd be really interested to know like what is the hardest what's the hardest thing about matchmaking for men I know it's a bit of a broad question but I'm just super interested (laughs) (laughs) I, I wouldn't say that like the hardest about matchmaking for men, I think it's very individual Mm. in terms of what is this partner seeking? 
But because we have such a wide database, large network, we help you find that hard to find match. We will put you in front of the woman of your dreams. And we do guide you through the dating process. But I mean, it's up to you to seal the deal, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be charming? We help you in those categories. But like, are you going to be charming? Are they going to like you back? What's the feedback going to be? We, we assist with that, but I mean, our number one thing that we tell men and our clients is we will put you in front of that hard to find match. Mm, we'll okay. help you, but let's see. <laughs> Do you find that there's like a pattern with men specifically what they're looking for? Like, is it the first thing? Yes. What's like, I can imagine that that, that, because like men think with their penises let's be honest like do you think do you see that pattern you think that okay so let's talk about that because I think that's really interesting so obviously like from my perspective I imagine they'd be like oh I really want like some like a hot girl who's going to be this that and the other what's like do you think that when it comes down to it it's just you guys in the room do you think some of them do put that to one side I will say this, that the men that are coming to us aren't party playboys. They're mm. not the guys that you see at members clubs. They're not the guys at the club at three in the morning. These are the guys, like I said, who focused on their business, built a great, amazing life for themselves and are looking to share it with somebody else. These guys you aren't going to find on a dating app either. Mm. So it's kind of this thing where actually, and one of my uh, matchmakers uh, who's in the US, she says it's the best. She's like, men want the three Fs fun, fit, and feminine. That's it. Fun, fit, and feminine. And you know what? Fun, fit, and feminine comes in all shapes, sizes, forms, religions, colors, nationalities. And yeah, I mean, when I really hear from men, especially the ones that come to me from Dubai, they say there are thousands of beautiful women. I need somebody who isn't vapid. I need somebody who actually Mm. has substance, who's intelligent, that I can carry a conversation with, but also depending on the guy, go on a ski holiday or play chess with at night. Like, you know, they're looking to build a life with somebody rather than live a lifestyle. I think that's so interesting about these men that you're working with, because I think Mm -hmm. we've all heard the the thing of like, oh, there are no good men in Dubai. And it's like... There obviously are, because I think that what the women that say that in Dubai, they say, oh, there are no good men in Dubai. They are looking for the people that are on your client list because it is really difficult that when you're in Dubai single, you're on a dating app and like, or you're like out at like some brunch or whatever. And you see this like all these disgusting Mm -hmm. guys and you're just like, oh my God, there are no (laughs) good men. But it's like, do you think that taking matchmaking out of it, just from like your experience, do you think like, when you hear someone say it, cause like I hear it like pretty much on the daily, oh, where are all the good men in Dubai? Do you think it's just because these women are just looking in all the wrong places? Or do you think it is because these men that are the ones that want to build the life, they genuinely don't have the time or don't know how to, yeah. that's why they hired you. Like, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I think that advice for women in this town, men in this town too, is to get off the apps because Mm. I mean, I mean, I always say like, it's a good way to meet people, but it's (laughs) a lot of time. It's a lot of effort, a lot of energy, but the best thing to do is to think about what do you enjoy? How do you want to elevate yourself? What interests do you have and invest in that? And that could be involved going to a gym, a co-ed gym class. That could be uh, going to a quiz night, taking up horseback riding, starting polo, whatever it is, because it's not like you're 
doing those things and the focus of quote unquote, finding a partner, you're doing those things to better yourself, but also put you in a good position to find somebody where you have some kind of common ground, commonality, common mm. interest. Yeah, I think that's, I always, I, I've always thought that and that's not how I have dated for sure in the past, but I've definitely made some mistakes. And I like, I think I was like one of the lucky ones that did find their partner on a dating app, but that's not to say, you know, I've got one of my best friends. She is very much into that. Like she loves hiking and, you know, skating. So she goes and does those things and is not really thinking about the outcome of, oh, this is going to find me a guy, but it puts her in the in the driving seat of like formulating a life that she will then be able to have someone that comes in that also likes those things as well. And I think it is really important to have some kind of hobby. Cause sometimes I think that like us as women, we like, I, I always find them people like, Oh, what do you like to do in your spare time? I'm like, I don't know, sleep. Like I literally, I have no (laughs) idea. And obviously like, I'm not trying to find a guy, but like, I know that I think a lot of women also really struggle with um, trying to find someone and they're like fatigued, like you said about going on dating Mm -hmm. apps. So like, I think that's such good advice to like basically go out and actually just do things for yourself. And then if it like comes and then if you get someone through that, then great. But I think it also, I think it's really interesting because like, obviously like we're quite advocates of the dating app because it is a good way to meet people but I think it's very interesting Mm -hmm. that they delete delete them because there are just other ways of meeting people and and yeah no I'm I'm sorry to cut you off but like I do understand how dating apps are an incredible vehicle to meet to meet new and different people when you are first moving to a city I get that right or even if your schedule is so busy but the thing is it feels like a full-time job when you're actually using it dedicated to finding a partner and I think when you're on a dating app dedicated to finding a partner you're putting a lot of expectation on these dates and then you might be let down a lot because the whole vetting process isn't there and you're judging people off of a static photo and if I'm very honest with you ladies men take terrible photos I will say this as a matchmaker they take terrible photos their bios not might not be the greatest but you're judging them off of that and when you meet somebody in person you kind of get the vibe and you know already right in that moment if you would date this person or not so then you're not wasting the lead up to the first date are they going to ask me out are they not you get all dressed up and ready and then you go on the date and they're done and you're like shoot I just wasted all that time Mm. and effort Oh my God. Do you know why it is a full-time job? I remember when like, when Mm. I was like, I guess like maybe beginning of the year, no, not beginning of the year. I would get like end of last year where I was like, okay, I really want to find someone. Like, I think that I remember like swiping so much like at every spare mm-hmm. moment and I remember going to bed swiping and and I because obviously like you say no a lot I would not go to bed until I swiped yes to someone because I was like I can't like I can't say no to everyone I have to find mm-hmm. someone and then that and then it used to like lower my standards in a way because I was like yes. I have to find someone that I like oh my god I need to find mm-hmm. someone and that also then puts you in a very vulnerable situation because then you're also then saying no to people that you saying yes to people yes. that you might not necessarily would do in general and then you're disappointed but I want to also say about about meeting in person is that 
you might have a list of 30 attributes that you want this person to have 10 different physical traits, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, when you meet somebody in person, and there's just a vibe, there's some kind of like totally. chemistry or energy between you, the list goes out the window. Oh my god! Like, I 100%, have 100%. 100%. Yeah. My current, my my current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my boyfriend. <laughs> the next one. The next one. And <laughs> uh, my boyfriend, like, I, to be fair, like now we're in the relationship. He has so many things that I do value, but like the yeah. I remember my list before was like very different to who he like the things I thought were important to me were not things that I would have necessarily have put him in that box and I actually was talking to my friend about it and I was like even though he wouldn't have ticked my superficial box when I was like really trying to find someone he we just like Mm -hmm. happened upon each other and then like you said when we met it was such a vibe and actually like I look back to like I remember writing a list of all the things and my friend was like I wonder where that list is because go back and look at it and like all those things Mm -hmm. that you would have written that you think you wanted actually probably it's not what you needed and it was just because I think that when you are single and I'd love to get your thoughts on this when you're single you think because you're not in a relationship you think you need things that you might not necessarily need and you do put a lot of importance Mm -hmm. on things like looks exactly what their job is like I want a banker or like I need them to be six foot tall or whatever it is and actually Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it it really doesn't fucking matter yeah but when I talk to clients like we do their compatibility code we're like we build their ideal partner this is just to help me actually pair them with somebody but like like when we break it down to like minimum requirements and then like your b-list like what does this person need to be before you meet them I only allow them one physical trait. I said you only allow mm. one one physical trait on this list. Like it, it can be on like the compatibility code, but must, must have. You only get one physical trait. And I say this a lot to women because I do coach women. And I tell them, I'm like, don't even think about the physical. I was like, you know what you should be attracted to? It's how somebody makes you feel and how they treat you. Because all in all, at the end of the day, Six feet doesn't pay the bills, doesn't take care of you when you're sick, doesn't do a whole bunch of other stuff. I remember you saying this to me when I did the first (laughs) recording with you um, on your podcast and we like went, we were like walking after. And I think that what did, I'm pretty sure I said something about, oh, like, I'm like, I I seem to only go for looks or something. I can't, was it looks or tall? Like with Mm -hmm. one of them and you were like, Looks does not pay the bills. Looks does not hug you mm-hmm. at night. Looks does not take care yeah. of you when you're sick. And it is so true. And I remember leaving there being like, oh, she's so right. But it is very hard <laughs> to like get out of that mind mindset when you are single mm-hmm. for so long and you have gone for that. Like a friend of mine said to me um, recently, she has a friend that's been single for a very long time. She's getting like, she's getting a bit older. It's called Spade of Spade. Mm-hmm. And she's such a great girl and she's so gorgeous and everything but you know she probably needs to to stop going for specifics like looks and my Mm. friend was like she won't though and I think that that's what the problem is because she does have Mm. a beeline and it's I think if uh, for so long if you've just only wanted to go for looks and they have to be like good looking on some scale I want like is do you think that is a way to train your brain to stop thinking about it or do you think it's just a case of not training your brain and just like 
putting it to one side and be like, I'm just going to go and try and see. I am a big person to tell everybody to say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. In terms of if you meet somebody in person and you like the number one question I tell people to ask is, are you still curious to get to know this person? And this will answer your question of whether or not you want to go on that first date, second date, third date, whatever. And use that question as a guideline. And you see that question isn't, I want to rip their clothes off. Oh, I think he'll do this for me. It is. Am I still curious to get to know this person? Because then you're coming at it from like a viewpoint or like a standpoint that's like, okay, I want to get to know this person, who they are at their core, rather than maybe other avenues, like what can they do for me? How can they satisfy me and other things? I think that is such great advice. So we have a letter from a listener um, and I would love to get your thoughts on it. So. Hi, Lauren Fee. Would love to get your thoughts on the women being the main breadwinners. My husband and I have done it for a while and we seem very much to be the minority. When we first got married, we were both working and then COVID hit and he lost his job. I then got pregnant and he struggled to find a job post COVID. We were fine money-wise and I'm paid fairly well. And once the baby came, I had to go back to work. We decided then he wouldn't go back to work and spend time with our baby. It's been two years now and it works really well for us. We aren't the richest people, but we have a very happy, fulfilled life. However, we do get questions about it. When we explain to people that my husband doesn't work, we get, oh, are you looking? When are you going back, etc. And although my husband doesn't seem to mind, I do wonder if the man can put patriarchy to one side and really take on the role of the homemaker. What do you think? And this is very serendipitous as well, because you and I, not so long ago, maybe like two weeks ago, when I went on Christiana's podcast, a few weeks ago, we talked about finances and the relationship. So I thought this was a really great one for you and I to discuss. So what are your thoughts on that? Can, do you think like 2022, do you realistically think the man can really be the homemaker and the roles, like the traditional roles can change? I think that you can write any relationship that works for you. And I love that this couple doesn't let outside factors kind of like muddy their relationship because if it's working for you, gosh, it's been working for the past two and a half years. Excellent. That's great for you. And there's no animosity towards one another. I bet that in their relationship, even though she might be like the boss at, at her job, I bet when she comes home, she gives off very feminine energy and she lets him take care of her in like other ways. Mm, okay which probably helps the relationship work better so do you think that that's a thing because like I think that I the problem is obviously we've grown up in this world where like the man is the breadwinner the man is the one that like does the the taking care do you think that like I I completely agree with you and I love as well because we get a lot of messages that's why I like to read out every now and again ones of like successful relationships because a lot of the time we do get like advice on like flip this on the other side I'm sure if I dig in our archive Mm -hmm. somewhere we've got one where it's like oh my god my husband's really struggling they're not struggling this relationship they are making it work for them and they aren't letting outside opinions come in so I completely agree I think that's great and I do think that if you're making it work for you then you crack on I I do wonder whether it is a set is it do you think it's a certain type of man or is it gen you genuinely think it's the situation that they've created for themselves what do you think I think that it sounds like they started the relationship with different roles I I, I don't know I, I could be wrong 
But if they had an honest, true conversation and they both, like remember we talked about compromising versus agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> and and they both agreed that this would work for their family and both of them seem happy. I mean, who's to say we're wrong and they're 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 wrong, we're right. So. Yeah, exactly. I think because um I've thought about it as well, because like currently my boyfriend's not working and it actually and we live together and actually like I kind of enjoy it to be honest with you like but I, the thing is I, maybe because I enjoy it because I know it's not for everything like he cooks the dinner and like he does like all sorts mm-hmm. of things for me and it's actually been really nice as a working woman to have that sense of like someone's taking care of you at home and doing those caretaker things but I think that when we go back to work both of us working whether or not the roles like what I'd be interested to know like and your thoughts on this is like when both of you are working do you think that Mm -hmm. like I mean I don't know every relationship is different but do you think that because we are women we often like take on the role of homemaker and the like and making the money at the same time and that can be kind of exhausting like what's your advice to people that are in those situations where like completely gone off the topic now but like the situation where they're both working but the woman still comes home and has to make dinner this the woman has to still take on the the homemaker um role like what do you be really surprised yeah I mean I would be surprised if both people are working I mean it's 2022 if both people are working and um and it's still the expectation of the woman to do everything Mm. at home um, I think that that might only apply to like some cultures, but what I would say is if both of you are working, why aren't you coming to an agreement to outsource all of that stuff? Unless it's something you both or one, one enjoys more than the other, I would say outsource it. Cause then when you don't have the pressures or the stress of also thriving or succeeding as the homemaker, then you can focus on thriving and succeeding as a couple. So order dinner, go out to dinner and spend that quality time with one another rather than somebody stressing, going through a nine to five job, coming home, cooking for an hour and a half and having to clean up afterwards. Where is the time for its intimacy slotted in there? I don't see it. And I think that mm-hmm. I think that that is not said enough about outsourcing. Obviously, like we're really talking about people yeah. that have the means to outsource. Like we're in, we're Dubai, in Dubai, it's much easier yeah. to outsource. Yeah. So like we're both in Dubai. So let's just like mm-hmm. we'll talk specifically about Dubai for the moment. Plus, if two people are working, then you know it is probably easier to do outsourcing. For example, like we. Um, we got to the point when I moved in where like we were spending so much time deciding what the fuck to have for dinner. And it was kind of draining me a bit. I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't know what we want to have. And we enjoy cooking. So we got Hello Chef, which is the delivery, Mm. like the meal, you choose your meals, it comes and it's exactly the right amount of stuff. No one needs to go to the supermarket and do all that. And like, we still cook, but it's like, it just takes that pressure off. And I feel like weirdly, and it's such a small thing, but like when you take one stress away, it's so, you'll become way more harmonious together. And like, we have a cleaner that comes in twice a week because I was like, 
I like even once a week also boys are disgusting so I'm just gonna say that and like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know things like that but obviously of course like you know if you are listening and you are out outside there are other obviously there are other ways like it is a slightly more stressful and I don't I think that we living in Dubai take it for granted quite a lot how much we can really outsource and I think that is we're really lucky in that sense like even to outsource they have a similar thing in the UK but to even outsource the fact that like every night I don't have to think about what recipe to cook I have the exact amount Mm -hmm. of like carrots in the box that I can put in yeah no like leftovers or anything um so I think that's a really I think that's a really good uh, piece of advice and then just in terms of like bread winning do you think that (laughs) as time goes on we're gonna see it more that the roles are reversed I think that hmm I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know if I can particularly predict that. Mm. I hear a lot from my clients that say, I want to be in a power couple. I hear them say, I like, that. I want a woman. I want a woman who um, is of a similar status to I am or more, which I think is great when I talk to some of these guys. And then you also have the other guy who's like, I want someone who's a yoga teacher who can just travel with me. And you're like, okay, sure. We can do that too. <laughs> Why do you think? But um, yeah. Why do you think that the like what's your like theory on if I mean obviously your clients are people that are extremely successful why do you think Mm -hmm. that because I have a theory about as well but it'll probably be the same one do you (laughs) why do you think that like someone who is an extremely powerful job or like very successful job wants someone of equal status or equal money to them like what do you think that that like what are they what do you think um I, I would say that this particular person or like this type of person who wants that, it's because they're really dedicated to their profession. So they need somebody who understands that. Where maybe they've been in past relationships where somebody doesn't understand why they're working so hard or mm-hmm. why they can't spend a certain amount of time with them. Um, and if I'm, if I'm really honest, I think people just want bragging rights. Yeah, my, my wife is the right. CEO, blah, blah, blah. I think that's so Which interesting. That helps too. If that gets you off, sure, go for it. <laughs> so like, we're going completely off topic now, but it's fine because I just find this, this is really interesting because you obviously work with these men that are like in, you know, successful jobs. Do you also think that, this is also some of my theory, but I don't think that, I don't know if men are thinking this deeply, but I listened to a podcast with Esther Perel. Um, it wasn't Esther Perel. Mm. What was it? It was The Guardian, actually, a podcast about why powerful men cheat and their kind of theory and like summary of it was because say men of power like politicians for example and you know politicians I think is actually a really good example of cheating and obviously there was so much and there's so much in the press about politicians cheating Matt Mm -hmm. Hancock Donald Trump all of them is because obviously with politicians they are in the public eye for example and their wives can't always have a powerful job because of the way that they their jobs roll and Mm. that can be said for a lot of people in successful jobs and the reason why a lot of them end up cheating with people like such a cliche but like their PAs or subordinates is because when they come home they don't feel the same success and power that they do that's taken away from them because when they get home the wife she's been there all day she's asking him to do things Mm -hmm. like you know 
why are you not spending time with me? Why are you not taking out the bin? And his like the level of importance of his life then goes down and he goes and basically tries to seek it from someone that does make him feel important. So I find that very yes. interesting that you have a lot of people wanting people to uh, wanting matches that are of the same level mm-hmm. as them success wise. And I think that's really great because that theory is that if that person doesn't have that they will maybe have there's a massive imbalance of the relationship which also is not good can I tell you something I think that men are quite uh simple creatures in terms of all you got to do is stroke their ego no matter what position you're in whether you're a teacher a maid a yoga instructor or a CEO all men want is for you to stroke their ego and make them feel good oh honey thank you so much I appreciate you and that goes a long way in any kind of relationship you have I can completely agree and I think that probably where the kind of cheating aspect of men in power is maybe their wives also don't feel celebrated. So don't do the mm-hmm. ego stroking. Yes. Don't have the ability to do that because the man is away working and then that's where the like cheating thing comes in. Oh my God, I think that's mm-hmm. so interesting that people want the same equality. Uh, see, I, I like... I don't know. I think that I wouldn't, well, I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm saying this, I am in a relationship. I would also probably want something of equal. I have also noticed maybe like when I was single, um, I didn't enjoy going out with someone that was a CEO or like so successful mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I always found that because like my title at work is senior vice president. And when they see senior vice president, they feel like I don't know they always used to this is how I felt anyway it may not be in the case but mm-hmm. they try and diminish my job oh you work in PR it's like obviously you just like go to parties and whatever and I found that quite difficult so like I actually have enjoyed going out with someone that's not a CEO and like we're e- and it may- weirdly for a woman it makes me feel more equal Mm. I, I listen everybody has their own experiences I did want to touch touch upon what you said before about the cheating thing I also think that what people forget is like uh like these men who are like high power executives this and that like everybody needs love everybody loves a good ego stroke but in my experience dating men of like really high power they are the boss and they are direct in the boardroom in their work life when they come home they want to be treated like a baby (laughs) and like we were saying like stroking of the ego making them feel good i've also had um experiences in the boudoir where the roles are very much reversed because that's what they don't get in their regular life. So they want that in their private life. Oh my God, I'm 100% the same. I'm like, I do not want to take <laughs> okay. control in the bedroom at all. I'm like, handcuff me, do whatever. Like, I don't want it because like, <laughs> I, I feel like also I find as well, like at home, I don't want to make decisions. I make decisions all day yeah. long and I don't want to make decisions Correct. at home. I just can't be bothered with mm-hmm. it. And I think that maybe that also could be, that's also then works really well for us because he makes a lot of the decisions and that's like where the male ego gets stroked in a way. It's like, oh no, you make the decision. There you go. And I think that that, that works quite nicely as well. God, men are simple creatures, aren't they? They really are. <laughs> 
Well, you, you know what, Fee? Like probably a top love language for you. And I don't know if you if you realize this or now not. It's probably acts of service. Like when your man does stuff for you. Oh my god, it is so much. Like I think that mm-hmm. I am a mix of all of them. My my one my top ones is physical touch and words of affirmation but I do think a lot of it is acts of service but I've also never yeah. worked out with someone who does things for me so of recent when yeah. like, my boyfriend and he's like done so much I'm always like oh that's so nice like even if it's just making a cup of tea and I really yeah I do I like acts of service so much and I urge every single one of you to find out what your love language is it's so important yeah what's yours Oh, girl. So I have like kind of like a weird. <laughs> so I like when somebody gets me gifts. And the yeah. reason why is because growing up, my one of my parents, I won't, I won't single them out. One of my parents is very reluctant to saying sorry or apologizing. So instead, they would buy me something or take me shopping. Right. So I always equated that with love. But of course, I mean, like physical touch is defo up mm. there too. I'm a very tactile, physical, affectionate person. Me too. I really am. I really, really am. But it's also, I, I think about it because like my parents are very tactile as well. Or we were like hugged and kissed as Lovely. kids so much mm-hmm. so that's why it was and like also my parents are like obsessed with me and my sister and like constantly telling yeah. us how great we are so no one and like it's funny because if you do look mm-hmm. at like your childhood and I think a lot of it does come from that whereas like gift Definitely. wasn't really like gifts was for Christmas and birthdays for us I mean I don't even like I don't think we even do gifts anymore like we're older but like again my dad was very acts of service with us as kids and I can see him do that with my mom so I'm like I actually think that I think that if you are wanting to look at it look back on what your childhood was I think that's a really good way because I just Definitely. don't think the test online I'm just El Couture recommends Tell me, what have you been consuming this week that you want to recommend to our listeners? Okay, if you are on Netflix, you need, need, need to be watching Uncoupled. Uncoupled stars, oh, you're mad. So Uncoupled stars Neil Patrick Harris. And what happens is he's been this gay couple for 17 years and and then they break up. And now he's single in his late 40s in New York City as a gay person. And it is so funny because they talk about like grinder, they talk about dating apps, they talk about going on a date. What does, what does that even look like in the gay community in New York City? Everybody wants a twink. What's a bear? What's a this? So it is so funny, so hilarious. I recommend it to everybody. Oh, and, and it's written by uh, Darren Starr, the creator. Of oh my God. So really okay, good. I have to watch that. Do you know what I was thinking? Because yeah. um, there aren't a lot of uh, TV or movies about gay relationships in like yeah. like in a normal sense. It's usually like the gay brother mm-hmm. or like the gay sister. It's never like, they're never the main like protagonist. And my friend is a screenwriter. And he said to me, he was like, I'm my dream is to uh, write a f- superhero film, like a Marvel film where the yeah. hero, superhero is gay, but it's not like he is gay and that's the storyline. He's just gay because he's a gay man. And I think that- Yes. So I'm re- okay, I would love, love, love to watch this because I think it's such an interesting, cause it's obviously like normalized this show. Um, which I definitely more of um, amazing so I haven't read this book yet but this book is called Isaac and the Egg by Bobby Palmer and it's basically a book about um, loss grief 
um, from like a man's mm. perspective, which I think is really important to talk about. Um, it's also very, it's not just like a sad book. It's apparently really funny, like a really beautiful story because I think that with men, they like, I don't think there are a lot of stories about that from grieving from a man's perspective. Cause I think that um, yeah. men aren't the best at obviously like, talking about their feelings let's say they've been suppressed in that sense so I'm really excited to read it apparently it's like the most amazing magical book to read um and also just like a really good insight into into grief and loss so but it does that sounds really depressing it's not apparently it's really funny and also a good book um and then we have our recommendation from Alcachor let me get it up because I saw it and I was like oh my god shut the bed I need this so much so they have recommended the app Evernote. Have you heard of it? Oh, I think I have. Okay, go on. So it's basically an organization app, which basically yeah. organizes your life, which I think is such an amazing recommendation because I think so many of us, and I know a lot of people listening, especially like people that live in Dubai, we've got a million things going on. And then you can basically put your to-do list in and it, and believe it sends you reminders. I think that my friend also recommended an organization app. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. And she said that she's like the biggest procrastinator ever because she works from home and so many people are working from home. So this, you can put in all your tasks and it can be tasks that you have to do at work, but also like throughout the day. So you can basically plan your day being like, follow up with a client, have a cup of tea. And she said that it because she can give herself like 15 minute time slots throughout the day to do this she was like I get so much done because she allots herself time for procrastination because I do this thing where I procrastinate like you wouldn't believe like randomly like throughout the day like for 15 minutes and I'm like oh my god what am I doing but but she allots herself that time so then she can Mm. then she's like okay I've done my procrastinating I'm back on it at work so very good recommendation (laughs) thank you so much now is there anything else you want to say or where can people find you yes well I'd love for all the listeners to join our free database go to christianamaction.com click join the database anybody can apply my number one recommendation would be to really like pump up your bio get emotional with it because people I mean some women might think that men aren't too emotional they are and the men are going to read the bios and they're going to want to get to know you what makes you unique so really do that it's completely free this gives you the opportunity to go on dates with our clients and if you're a guy apply for a screening call and you can find me christianamaction.com and on socials at christiana.maction.matchmaker I'm being shadow banned at the moment. So please save me to your favorite so I can get out of the ban. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> annoying. Poor you. Ugh, and then so just before we finish, I uh, should have done this right at the start, but I want to do a big shout out to our sponsor, El Couture. We have a code LOVEBITES20 that gets you 20% off. Um, we have free global shipping and taxes and duties are all covered by El Couture. There is a four hour delivery available um, to boutiques. There is one on our Wessel Road and there will be one on JBR that's opening soon. And they also will have a pop-up in Mall of Emirates and apologies, I completely got that wrong. It is actually $1,000, there is free global shipping. My God, that was literally the worst. I'm so sorry. That was literally the worst. No, okay. Well, you know, okay. Can I add to it? Because I I went to an El Couture event that she invited me to, and I fell in love with all of their shorts, their tops. The material is fantastic. Like it's 
buttery smooth, but also hugs you in all the right places. Like you can still wear a crop top even if you're not feeling your best. <laughs> oh my God, I it love, is. love, love, love. Honestly, door. for me, I'm wearing one now. I'll show you my bra. <laughs> I'm flashing you. Um, I got so excited by the by the recommendation, I forgot to tell you about the code. So please do redeem our code, lovebites20, online or in the stores. And for uh, if you are overseas, it's free shipping over $100. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you for coming on yeah. and stepping in whilst Laura is sick at home. And we cannot wait uh, to see what you have in store with your new amazing partner. Cause I listened to Patty on a different podcast on the Daddy Issues podcast. And I and then you told me and I was like, yes. oh my God, she's so amazing. So congrats on that. And we are so excited to see what's to come. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Fee. Thank you, Love Bites.